I'm Gary Best. And I'm Kieran Goodens. And we are the true fans of the beautiful game. Roll the titles. Told me to stop, but I keep on going. Keep on, keep on, keep on. You'll never stop this thing. Welcome back to the True Fans Podcast. Or if you're a first time viewer, welcome to the channel where we talk to the true fans of the beautiful game. What you've just heard there is the brand new intro. You can find the full intro uh, on our official Instagram now, True Fans Podcast. Uh, but that is the obviously the audio version. But incredible work by the uh, co-host, the the great Gary Best, who joins us here today for another week of the True Fans. Podcast podcast show how are you gary i'm very good how about you kieran yeah very good mate a lot to discuss a uh, lot to discuss as always in the world of football um so much to sort of uh share our opinions about because definitely our opinions will be very very strong as we lead up to probably the game of the season probably the game of the season as you can as most of you probably can't see but gary can wear the liverpool shirt going to be wearing that definitely proudly on sunday as uh, Liverpool take on Manchester City uh, in potentially, you know, the title-winning game. I have to say that, um, you know, one point in it. Well, we'll get into all of that. We've got a big preview ahead of the quiz and the return of Ref Watch. That's right, we do our very own Ref Watch, uh, which we that is what we're going to start off with today. So four clips. I've got four clips for you, uh, guys from. Uh, the past Premier League games and we start off with a very controversial uh, incident at the end of Manchester United's uh, one-all draw against Leicester City. It could have been a victory for the Foxes which have, which would have meant two wins against Manchester United uh, in the league. Obviously after that incredible 4-2 victory earlier on in the season but there was a disallowed goal so we're going to show the clip. You guys are obviously going to hear the audio. Gary's going to say whether this should be a disallowed goal or whether it should have stood. So uh, here it is. You can see there a pull from Ian Acho pulling Varane's leg out of the way. The ball then was loose and Madison uh, Fabi hit it in the corner. So, guys, it was. This is our goal cost Leicester City two points, but do you believe that that was uh, an incident that should have led to a disallowed goal? Uh, it's a very difficult say to say, uh, place to say, but yeah, I think it was the right call that they made. Do you think it was a, a reaction from Ian Acho? And a lot of people have said that potentially it was because due to obviously them just fighting for the ball. The ball had obviously already gone and he, and he sweeped the leg. Do you think that it was just reactions and that should be taken into account? Yeah, I think it should be taken into account. But at the end of the day, like I said, I think it's the right decision. And it looks like he kind of sweeps the leg, which is obviously maybe him trying to get his foot away. But I don't know. Yeah, obviously, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here. There was an earlier incident in the game, which uh, which we're now going to come on to. Scott McTominay could have had a potential 
potential red card uh, for this incident. Uh, I'm going to let it play and then we, Gaz is going to share his opinion on it. They seem uh, Scott McTominay uh, losing control of the ball. Uh, Two-footed challenge on Madison Gaz. Was that uh, a straight red? He didn't get even anything. He didn't even get a yellow. Uh, it should have been a red stud showing. Um, dangerous play. And obviously two-footed tackle as well. Again, putting the player in harm. So, yeah, definite red. Do, do you think he should have... You know, do you think it was pretty poor of the referee not to even, you know, look at it as a potential uh, yellow card? Because the only the thing that I've been reading is the fact that oh well, uh, Madison's foot was planted, wasn't planted. But if it, but that's still pretty serious, right? So why are people not even looking at this potentially even for a yellow? Should have something should have been given. Yeah, something should have been given. Um, obviously, I know a few rules around that and. I think it's just a bit shocking that the referee didn't even look. Again, some people might go, oh, it's Man United, this, that and the other. But uh, it's it looks like they favour the big six. No offence to Liverpool, Kieran. Yep, yep, very, very well put, guys. But you might be a little bit uh, you know, biased on this next incident. Uh, it was a red card in the West Ham versus Everton game. Now, I have seen this before coming onto recording. There were some flying challenges coming in, guys. But it was this one that we really have to focus on, uh, which led to a red card. Let's have a look. So obviously Michael Keane there getting sent off against West Ham. A great win, of course, for the Hammers, uh, but the the game is done and dusted uh, due to obviously uh, them being on ten men. Gaz, potential bias there, but obviously it's a second yellow. You should be making them challenges, even if you are on it on the yellow card. What's your thoughts? Yeah, you shouldn't be making them challenges, even if on the yellow card. Um, risky challenge, balls nowhere near him. Again, could have hurt Antonio. So, yeah, I agree with it. Do you think that could have been a yellow card if he if he wasn't on his previous yellow? Um, you know, my meaning is that is that you, know, you look at certain incidents and go, oh well, if he's on a, if he's on a yellow card, it has to be a red. Do you do you think in a, in a in another scenario he was and if he was on a yellow, uh, sorry, if he wasn't on a yellow, could have that been a yellow card, or, or do you think it's that serious to be a red card? No, I think, obviously, proven by it being a double yellow, I think if he wasn't on a yellow, it would have been just another booking. Simple. Okay, all right. Well, we uh, the last uh, incident on this week's Ref Watch comes from Crystal Palace against Arsenal. Uh, obviously, we covered the game on Monday night. Check out the full highlights now available on the channel. But I sort of alluded to my thoughts on this um on the night, so I'm going to give Gary the opportunity now to share it. This was Crystal Palace's third goal uh, to beat Arsenal. Very surprising victory for the Eagles, but do you think this should have been a penalty? Let, let it play for the final time before we hear Gary's opinion. 
So do you think that was enough guys to give uh, the penalty? The commentator said that there was uh, contact on it, but was it enough for Wilfred Zaha to uh, go down? Uh, yes, there was contact, but Zaha did go down a bit easy, but yeah, I agree with the penalty. Okay, well, that is this uh, week's uh, ref watch uh, there, Gary. Uh, you know, it's definitely it's very, very similar opinions uh, to the referees, but we'll have to see what this weekend brings. Let's just cover a little bit more, guys, about uh, the week. Obviously, we saw on Wednesday Burnley and Everton in a big six point of Burnley getting a victory there. Everton are really, really struggling. I'm just going to pick up the table now. I hope Gary can see it. Uh, confirm, guys, if you can. I can see it, yeah. Okay, all right. So, uh, Everton there uh, are uh, two point. best games. There. There's one point, and I was just going to allude to that. Both teams, Everton and Burnley, uh, have won one in their last five Premier League games. Everton are one point behind Burnley. Burnley this weekend take on uh, bottom of the league, Norwich. Um, potentially another six-pointer for them. Everton take on Manchester United this weekend as well. So you definitely could see uh, Burnley going above Everton. Everton pull, obviously need to pull something out of the bag there. The team that are above them, Leeds United, have got two games in hand. So even if Everton win their next two games, which I believe are Manchester United and then Leicester City, then there'll only be one point above uh, Leeds United does do some quick maths there um, guys it, it really is a worrying sign for Everton, Burnley keep like they're coming up out of that relegation fight is it the competition now between Burnley and Everton for that final relegation place, are we saying that Watford and Norwich are down I'm not going to say Watford yet because you never know what could happen okay. um, I think Norwich 100% but it's just Everton and Burnley are in that fight for that position to be one of the other, one of the three to go down. Okay, well, I mean, even if you look here, Watford have to play Leeds tomorrow. That's another big game uh, for relegation, but they still have to play Brentford, who are on the rise at the moment, but still, you know, very inconsistent with their results. Burnley's another one that they've got to play, and so they've got they've got Everton, but they have got your midst of Chelsea, Leicester, Manchester City. So, to me, Watford have got a, an okay running. He's still playing teams. Uh, from the relegation zone. Moving on to uh, Burnley's results. Like I mentioned, you've got uh, Norwich on Sunday. Still have to play West Ham. Hard game there. You've got to play Burnley. Uh, yeah, sorry. So you've got to play Watford. Sorry. You can't play yourself. Um, they have to play Aston Villa twice, which is interesting. Uh, Newcastle's reschedule. I believe it is. Yeah, I believe both of the games with the Premier League, but then you've still got uh, what team did I just what time, what team did I just mention? Uh, anyway, but, but there, there was obviously the uh, but Burnley have not got a bad one. Everton, I've got such a hard run in. They've got Manu tomorrow, Leicester, and then uh, Everton. You've also got Chelsea and Leicester to play as well. Brentford, of course, like we mentioned, are on a pretty good 
you know, running and stuff like that, and also Arsenal as well. So, guys, harder results for, uh, sorry, harder fixtures for Everton. Yeah, harder fixtures for Everton than both Watford and uh, Burnley. So, we'll see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. Brentford getting a, a big 4-1 victory against Chelsea. Uh, obviously, we spoke about that on the live stream the other day. But uh, we're going to get to our score predictions now. Um, but we're going to miss one particular game off because we've got a whole preview for that. Uh, Newcastle versus Wolves, that game is this evening, guys. Uh, I would say Newcastle are going to bounce back after that 5-1 defeat to Spurs and win the game 1-0. Uh, Newcastle 2, Wolves 1. Everton versus Manchester United. Of course, we mentioned about Everton's recent struggles. Man United obviously trying to still battle for top four, whether that is uh, possible. A lot of Manchester United fans say it isn't. I still think they're going to win that. I'll say Manchester United 2-1. Uh, I want to say 1-0. Watford versus Leeds. We've mentioned that that is a big game at the bottom of the table. I think Leeds could win it. I'm going to say 2-0 Leeds. Um, I think it's going to be a win and I think it's not going to be an easy one but I think it's going to be 2-1 Leeds Southampton versus Chelsea Chelsea obviously with that bouncing back from that 4-1 defeat to Brentford they also lost uh, in the Champions League in midweek but I definitely think they've got uh, a good strong game against Southampton 3-0 Chelsea Uh, 2-1 Southampton You're not having dinner this evening if your dad is cooking (laughs) Uh, Arsenal versus Brighton Um, obviously Arsenal Trying to bounce back once again and see a lot of the big teams lost at the weekend. Uh, they take on Brighton, a little bit of uh, hostility there, so, uh, remember all that Neil Mope incident. But uh, I'd say Arsenal are pretty decent. I'm going to go 2 0. Uh, I'm going to go 2 1 Arsenal. Aston Villa versus Spurs. Um, I think Spurs have got a really good chance of top four this season, uh, but Villa's going to be a tough game. I'm going to say a respectable draw, I think. Uh, 1-0 1-0 You'll say 1-0 as well Okay yeah. Agreement Nice uh, Leicester versus Crystal Palace That's hard I'm going to go with a I'm going to go with a uh, Draw again I'm going to go 1-0 as well 2-1 Leicester Oh okay That's surprising um, Norwich versus Burnley uh, Big six pointer Down in the relegation zone I think Burnley are, are decent where they want to be. 2-0 Burnley. I'm going to go 2-0 Burnley as well. Brentford versus West Ham. Oh, again, this is tough because if Brentford show up, West Ham are going to be really difficult. And pl- I'm going to say 2-1 Brentford. I'm going to go 2-1 West Ham. Okay, all right, of course, but we'll miss one game out because it is now time to talk about Manchester City versus Liverpool. Uh, What a game, first and foremost, guys. Two of the best Premier League teams. I think for neutrals, it's absolutely amazing uh, to, to, to watch that and to sort of have a look. Basically, two great teams uh, in action. As a neutral fan with not a lot riding on this, you have to say that it, they are two teams that have been fighting for the Premier League, have shared the Premier League over the past four seasons. What's it like to watch these two great teams with great players and great managers? Obviously watching them face both of us, 
Um, beating Man City in the Carabao Cup, beating Liverpool in the Premier League. Um, yeah, they've got quality players. Just depends whether they can turn up on the day or not. Okay, so we're going to get into sort of the uh, you know different points uh, and the you know the the strengths and weaknesses of Manchester City and Liverpool going in uh, to this game. Uh, so, I'm going to give you a bit of stats here. So, uh, City are favourites to win the Premier League. The Euro Club Index estimate a 61% chance of City lifting the trophy compared to 39% for Jurgen Klopp's teams. Victory for Pep Guardiola's side will increase their chance of lifting the trophy to 86% and reducing Liverpool's to 14%. But an away win will make Liverpool's favourites with a 68% chance compared to City's 32. So the home advantage, guys, is that so crucial for Manchester City? Is that the case where if this was potentially at Anfield, could it be swayed the other way? How important is it that Man City are the favourites at the moment to win the league and have got a home advantage? Yeah, obviously, home advantage means a lot because you're playing at a stadium that you know and uh you know you're going to get your fans to rile up at. Um, just using um, an example here, obviously West Ham in the Europa League, when we face Sevilla in the um, finals, uh, the last round, and we beat them 2-0, the fans were basically the 12th man. And it gives you that boost to go on and win a game. Do you think... Um... Obviously, with with Liverpool, um, you know, obviously being very very strong uh, at the moment, they've had the momentum going in. Man City have have kept at it, but obviously led up thirteen point, you know, margin cut down to only a single point. Do you think Liverpool's going away from home? It doesn't really matter because they've got um, that mentality. They've got that you know real urge to to get the win. Liverpool have a mentality to. Um win a game wherever they go and again losing the games here and there especially like to West Ham and Leicester um, it's it happens but obviously you never know Liverpool could be living, lifting the trophy at the end of the season Yeah obviously speaking of Liverpool they finished third 17 points adrift of Manchester City last season and that was massively down to a lot of the injuries a lot of the makeshift team but also Salah wasn't as consistent that obviously last season neither was Mane but my god this season they have been a very very deadly attack Luis Diaz has come in and really um, you know lit up the Premier League, Diego Jota scored some in crucial, crucial goals for Liverpool. Is it down to Liverpool's attack making the difference on Sunday? Um, yes, because obviously you've got the likes of Salah and Mane there, but at the same time, it could be the Man City defence that's crucial um, on Sunday and helps them keep a clean sheet. I mean, you have to say that both of these teams really stand out from the rest. Uh, obviously, West Ham have, have had an incredible, incredible run. Obviously, Leicester with their Champions League hopes. Uh, Chelsea, of course, winning the Champions League. But truly in the Premier League, you have to look at these two teams. Uh, 
City has scored 350 goals um, since uh, the start of the 2018-19 season, uh, where this rivalry really started. Liverpool has scored 319. They also have the strongest defence. City have conceded 108, Liverpool 117. Um, they are miles ahead of these teams, guys. So do you, do you think that this rivalry uh, is truly... You know what is keeping the Premier League alive at the moment? Yeah, I think the rivalry is truly keeping the Premier League up and uh, one of the best leagues in Europe, and it gives it that fighting spirit to say, "Look, we can be one of the best teams, uh, best leagues in Europe." Well, obviously, Manchester City have had a fantastic record at the Etihad against Liverpool. Uh, they have. Uh, been beaten at the Etihad against Liverpool during uh, the seasons of their big rivalry. It was back in 2015 that Liverpool won their last league game there before Guardiola uh, took charge. Uh, both have European ties to contend with Gaz. Uh, Manchester City winning 1-0 against Madrid in midweek, uh, with Liverpool winning 3-1 against Benfica. Uh, but also, this is the big one as well, they are playing in the FA Cup against each other on the 16th of April. So only eight days away uh, until that game. And also, how about this then? Wolves will host City uh, on a date to be fixed due to that FA Cup semi-final. Stephen Gerrard's Aston Villa will welcome Liverpool on the 10th of May. But we, ironically, Wolves play Liverpool's last game of the season and Steven Gerrard's Villa will host Manchester City. Is it the case that Steven Gerrard's going to win the Premier League for Liverpool, Gaz? How about that? It'd be very, very um, good for him, and you can actually say that he won Liverpool in Premier League. Oh, you had to rub that in, didn't you? <laughs> you definitely had to rub that in. But we're going to get... But obviously, these are two great teams, but what happens if we combine the teams together... Unbelievable, I know, but we are going to try and do it with picking our combined Man City and Liverpool eleven. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do this together. I think we'll have a a friendly uh, debate uh, regarding this. So let's start off with the goalkeeper. Uh, the options, of course, Zach Stefan, uh, Kyman Kelly, are Edison and Allison. The first two I mentioned, unfortunately, they are not really the discussion because it's between the two Brazilian goalkeepers. Guys, who are you going for? Oh, it's difficult. Uh, I think I've got to go Edison, though. Allison can make a few mistakes. Proved it, obviously, at the West Ham um, game earlier on in the season. So, I'm going to have to go Edison, but it's up to you at the end of the day. No, no, no. It's between both of us. But, yeah, I definitely think um, you've got you to... Got to look at that one as a as a strong one. Obviously, uh, Allison is number one for Brazil, uh, but Allison has has been the Golden Glove. He, he's played very very well. Left back, Jao Cancelo obviously playing there. Uh, Robertson is also there. Sismakis, uh, you know you got Zinchenko there. But for me, I think you have to go Robertson. I fully agree with you on that one. Cancelo can can be a contender, but Robertson definitely. Okay, centre-backs. So, uh, 
Obviously, you've got uh, you know Fanaki, uh, Ruben Diaz. I'm going to put Gomez. two names out there. Go Van Dyke and Ruben Diaz. I think they're the only two, and I think you, you, you've you've saved me some energy there, mate, by by saying oh, all the names. Look at that. Look at that bat bat four already. And then we've got right back, and this is the big one: Trent Cancelo or Kyle Walker. So it's really out of Trent or Cancelo, isn't it? I I I just give the edge to Cancelo because of the goals he scores are ridiculous from right back. And the assist as well, yeah. So yeah. We'll go yeah, Cancelo. I think you, you've got you've got both. That was so they go. We're playing a four three three, by the way. I know that they play different formations, but four three three seems to be the strong one to do. Uh three across there. I mean, you have uh, to go De Bruyne. You have De Bruyne, to go De Bruyne. Uh, who else could you put in there, though? I think I think you put Fabinho in there. Yep. I it's think still, De Bruyne and Fabinho. Personally, I would say Thiago. Yeah, he's a shout. His passing ability is mental. But also Rodri. Oh, it's so hard, man. Rodri for his defending, though. Yeah, but also you got Fabinho there. I, I'm going to say the more consistent player this season has been Rodri. Uh, because Thiago's had a few injuries. So I'll say Rodri. So Man City are leading the way here. Uh, str- so right wing. I mean, can I just put him in? Yeah, go on then. Right, Salah's in left wing. It's either Sterling or Mane. <laughs> or, Di- or Diaz. Yeah. I've, I'd, be, I'd, I think, I'd, yeah. You have to go Sterling. Ah, oh, see. I think he proved it in okay, the world. That, that's, the quite, year, that's quite reluctant, though. That's quite a reluctant pick for me. So I'm going to admit it then. So... One, two, three, four. So six Man City players. Strikey have to go Jota. Have to. Yeah. No way can you put anybody else there. Yeah, Jota 100%. Okay, so that is it. So Liverpool have actually got five players. Man City have got six. So basically we're saying that City has better players than Liverpool, but there is our team. Edison in goal, Robertson, Van Dijk, Diaz, Cancelo, Rodri, De Bruyne, Fabinho, Sterling, Jota, Salah. Sterling's the only one for me that's a bit edgy. That's all I'm saying. Hey, but if you've got to look at Sterling in the World Cup, uh, not the World Cup, so the Euros. He was yeah, basically I'm... vital for England. Yeah, but this is not because we can say that Alisson's number one for um, Brazil. Yeah, you know what I mean. That, that that's sort of how you look at it. But um, big game. Obviously, we're going to be covering it on the channel. Gary is going to be covering it on the channel. So, massive respect to him. So, please do check out the full highlights of the game after the final whistle, only on the True Fans Podcast channel. Right. End the quiz. Let's end with a quiz. Three rounds, Gaz, on the week that was of the Premier League. So, um, Gaz, are you ready? I'm ready more than I'll ever be. 
Of course you are. Okay, this is the first round of the week that was then. Which free lines player was booed by some England fans as Gareth Southgate's men defeated Ivory Coast by three goals to nil? Is it A, Luke Shaw, B, Harry Maguire, or C, Jordan Pickford? It is Harry Maguire. It is. It is. Uh, which team did Senegal defeat on penalties to progress to the World Cup in Qatar later this year? Is it Egypt, Nigeria or Ghana? It is Egypt. There we go. There we go. Mardé converted his spot kick to send Senegal to the World Cup finals in Qatar after Liverpool teammate Salah missed his in the shootout. So shades of the African Cup of Nations there. Uh, how many fans attended the El Clasico at the Camp Nou as a record attendance for a women's match was recorded? Is it 88,000, 93,000 or 91,000? 91,000. That is correct. Did you know that was our guess? That was a guess. Who scored his first Brentford goal as the Bees thrashed Chelsea 4-1 at Stamford Bridge? Uh, that would be Christian Eriksen. He is a guess. He is an option, and he is. He is, wow. Okay. So round, round number two is all about famous comebacks. Who opened the scoring for Liverpool in a 4-0 Anfield triumph over Barcelona in 2019? Is it Origi, Wijnaldum or Firmino? Uh... Firmino? No, it was Origi. Uh, Arsenal went 4 0 up inside half an hour against Newcastle in 2011. Who scored the Magpies' late equaliser? Is it Denver Bar, Czech, Teote, or Danny Simpson? Uh, Teote. That, oh, it was just, that was an unbelievable volley. Do you remember it? 20 yards. Yep. That was, and he just, he just ran off on his own. <laughs> I remember that, didn't he? he just ran off. I'm like, where, where are you going? Uh, who scored a brace for Barcelona as the Catalan side pulled off their miraculous comeback against PSG in 2017? Is it Messi, Suarez or Neymar? Three good players there. Messi, it's got to be. No, it's Neymar. Which team did Lucas Moura score a hat-trick against as Spurs won 3-2 in their 2019 Champions League semi-final second leg tie? Is it Ajax, Man City or Juve? It is Ajax. It is indeed. Okay, so uh, we. this is all about, this is true or false? This is uh, true or false, a 50-50. Uh, you got six? That, 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 that's a record for you at the moment. Okay, last round. James Milner has made more Premier League appearances than David James and Gary Speed. Is it true or false? No, yeah, that'll be true. That's correct. He's made 584 appearances. James and Speed have made 520, 572 and 535, respectively. Brazil legend Pele once featured in a Hollywood movie alongside Michael Caine and Sylvester Stallone. Is it true uh, or false? False. It's true. He starred in Escape to Victory, a 1981 film. I watched that film. It's pretty good. Uh, Thierry Henry joined Arsenal from Monaco in 1999. Uh, true. It's false. He arrived at the average from Juventus. Ah, okay. Trick question. No, not really. Bayern Munich star Thomas Muller is a huge fan of chess and once won a Bavarian chess tournament. Is it true or false? That's got to be false. 
Yeah, there's, well, there's no record of him doing so. We've had liking chess, so, but well done, guys. Eight. That that's got to be your best score yet, surely. I think it is. So we will end it on the big one, guys. The score prediction for Manchester City versus Liverpool, the match to decide the Premier League title. Oh. 2-1 Liverpool. Gary is coming back next week. Uh, I'm going to say, I would agree with you. I'm going to say 2-1. I think say it'll two, be one. a last-minute last winner. La- wow, wow. Spectacle, drama. That's what Gary has predicted for the big game on Sunday. But that's it for the True Fans podcast this week. Thank you very much to Gary for obviously joining me as usual. Top man and listen to that intro go and watch it on instagram it is incredible we are not just on instagram we are on stereo true fans podcast we are on twitter true fans podcast tiktok true fans podcast and also twitch as well true fan podcast gaming so you can find us all on your favorite social media sites so one thing left to say i've been kieran Griddins, that's been gary best and we are the true fans of the beautiful game